You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Ah, you thought you got rid of us. We're back. It's 2023. Happy New Year, everyone, on this seventh day of January in 2023. 757 Saturday Sports Talk has returned after its holiday hiatus. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I am Matthew Hatfield. We've got AJ Rister on the other side of the glass. Is that a new Orioles sweatshirt you got? No, it's it's. I've had it for a while. Okay, uh, I left it in uh, in Baltimore actually, and just oh. got it back. Uh, I left it when I met my father up there, and then he decided to give it to me as a Christmas present. Not bad, even though it was my sweatshirt, and, and I is, had bought it. This is the first Saturday where uh, and Ed's hearing nothing, so he must have his headphones plugged in incorrectly. That's it's got to be jiggle with the headphones. It's it's completely that. We don't. I don't hear you at all. You're not even on whatever you're doing. All right, I'm gonna head on home. You're gonna head on home. No, you're not. Let me jiggle around there for a second with the the thing. You must not be plugged in properly. I'm quite sure that's what it is. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can't hear him at all. And we're getting nothing. We're getting no audio from you, Ed. I hear you. I just heard you. You might have to go. Powers that might have to. You might have to go in that studio until we troubleshoot. Come hang out with me. Go hang in there with with AJ. We have the coach Ed Young with me and AJ in studio for like the first Saturday in uh, maybe three months. Three and a half months, four months. Yeah, just go plug in there. That, that one should work, the one to the right of AJ, until we figure out what the uh, troubleshooting issue is on this particular Saturday. And we'll go through the high school basketball scores from last night and so much more here in just a bit as he's going to attempt to let his voice be heard on this seventh day of January. Don't forget, after uh, we are done on the air, we've got some NFL later today, but we've got some ODU basketball as the Monarchs men's team will be in action here on your flagship home, ESPN Radio 94.1, with Ted Alexander and Dave Tordzik on the call on the road. But uh, you can also hear me on our brand-new named sister station, Fox Sports 1310 AM, 100.9 FM, with Susan Montgomery on the call. The ladies of ODU, who will be in action at Chartway Arena. We hit the airwaves on 1310 AM Fox Sports Radio at a 1.30 with Toyota pregame show before a 2 o'clock tip. As for the ODU men who are away from home, as I just mentioned, they're coming off a tough loss. They're 1-2 and two in the Sun Belt like the ladies are. Uh, they'll be in action on the road in the Sun Belt with the Old Dominion men's basketball team, and they're at Georgia Southern down there in Statesboro today for a 2.30 Toyota pregame show and 3 o'clock tip here on ESPN Radio 94.1. All right, we're going to see if this one works, if, if Ed's microphone is working. If he first of all, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Oh, he got a thumbs up. That means he didn't want to hear me, AJ. He wanted me to be muted for the next two hours. That would have been to his liking. Now let's see if, if we can actually hear him now. Go ahead, try talking. Oh, we have no we have no microphone for you. Wait, wait, wait. Now we do. Let's see. AJ thinks we got it figured out. How about now? Oh, we got you. We can hear you loud and clear. Better than your cell phone too. How about that? I that? cannot work under these conditions. Well, I need to see the boss man. I need to see him right now. Why? So he can fire you? On that note, I'm going to head out. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with AJ. I blame this strictly and only on Matt. Why is this my fault? I just got because here. Because we didn't have these situations when I was running the controls here. Or not the controls, well, but that was that was That was a year ago. That was in 2022. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was supposed to be a new, prosperous year. You bring the old crap back again, and here it is. Speaking, of which, speaking of which, guess what? He, probably, in he, probably, he, 
He probably don't have his keys. He probably I did lost lose something. my keys. You did nail that. I'll just get ready to go. That I lost Look, my keys what am I, again. I say I, I haven't been keys. here in a month, so you know. Yeah, you oh, can't blame on. me for any of this. I don't blame none of this on AJ because without AJ and Dino, we're not on the air. Period. Yeah. So those guys don't have forget Richie. To do Richie did on AJ keep us afloat. And I don't say hey. Richie runs all of this stuff. Don't say nothing about Richie because he'll come blasting through here and uh, pipe bomb all of us. No, he's not going to pipe bomb. L- but listen, I did lose my keys again. I don't believe it. I'm I, just I, taking a wild guess. You really lost your keys. I did lose my keys. This well, along no with your mind, you're just a, you're playing the right stuff. Yeah, I think I left them in the door again. Unbelievable. But anyways, so if anybody goes to my house, you're pro- you just go in and steal I'm everything I'm surprised you don't blame it on the dogs. No, well, that's another story. I'll get to them later. Uh, but it is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Enough of our babble. And it's brought to you by Larry King Law. By the way, my phones in here ain't working either, so you're going to have to control the phones today. Hey, Jay, give us a call at 757-687-9494. The number didn't change, nor, nor did uh, your host for this particular Saturday. Uh, it's area code 757-687-9494. And if you're wondering the Ed Young update, he is now five wins away from 500 America at 7-1 and one on this season. He's riding a seven-game winning streak, AJ. Who would have thought Ed's got the longest winning streak of anybody, even probably longer than anybody in the NFL? Look, the win streak or, you know, the wins is a great thing. I am still and will forever always be waiting for the update on the ejection. All oh, right. yeah. I, I'm I mean, waiting for toss, that to, to come toss? in. Well, he's going to get the 500th win, and he's going to tell the Can you do it? Oh, does it count? If you get ejected on the oh, 500th win, does it still Absolutely. count as win? Because you're not there the for game. the whole game. But he started the game. It's just like a starting pitcher. You don't get record we can put that up until, as a what is it, four and a half innings? We could put that up as a poll. But or the, I, sorry, I, fifth inning? I think he does get the win I, if that happens. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to use the word unequivocally. Unequivocally or unequivocally? Can you spell that? I used to know that somewhere. Can you spell that? Yeah, T H A T. Now, no, 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 not spell that. Spell unequivocally. I have never, in the history of me on sidelines, and as a player way back in the day, never been ejected out of a game. Lies, lies. You know who should have been ejected out of the night if you watched college basketball? The. Iowa Hawkeyes uh, yeah. head coach. Fran McCaffrey lost his ever-loving mind. And by the way, Mike Woodson had some choice words, so we might get a Jawan Howard Wisconsin for that Greg Gard part two with uh, McCaffrey and uh, Woodson when they throw down in February when they had the rematch. I was going to say, all of these little temper tantrums from other coaches seem oh. like absolutely nothing when you compare it to Jawan Howard from, uh, what was it, last well, this year. This is true. And unfortunately, Ed has not punched anybody. I think he did punch, uh, would you punch a locker one time? I, or, I'll or, admit to that. Broke my hand, smacking a locker. That, that won't was smart. That was real smart. That's a, that was a dumber, younger me yeah and then you kick a scores table and break your foot too no i was a medical kit years ago oh, okay you Somebody kicked a put, medical kit yeah. well first of you all medical it. kit's not supposed to have a lot of stuff in it and it was in the way and and the referee he had his eyes closed and he blew the whistle all i said to him was well, you can blink. you please open your eyes when you make a call even if it's bad so he teed me on that one i turned around and kicked the medical kit and medical kit didn't go nowhere but my foot did i didn't break it but um it, it hurt like crazy. So wait, you you got a technical, and right after you got a tech, you kicked something at yes. the bench, and they didn't throw you out for that? Yeah. You paid the ref. No, the ref. why would he throw me out? Most referees no are going to say, idiot. Well, it's just like it, umpires, They a lot of times, depending on the situation, they'll throw a batter out for throwing their helmet or throwing their bat, or they, they raise their hand to, uh, to uh, indicate that there's a fine or something coming. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a tech, and then you continue to express... I'm surprised there's no no ejection there. I am totally. No, I mean, you know, officials. And, and I know we got some officials listening out there because we yeah. got some guys that really follow us. And 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 call in and tell these guys. Number one, if you're an official out there and you have been in the past, gave me a technical. 
Call in and tell me oh, what no. the technical was about. Phone lines are going to be busy. Here in a <laughs> we'll second. be on here all that. I, no, I, I don't I have any. Know. I'm telling you right now, in my my high school coaching career career, I might have. You're, you're pausing. Now you're I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say. I would at least five dozen. of them. He's still I've, trying to I've spell it unequivocally. I've seen at least five of them. I know Ernie, the late Ernie Banks teed you up. That was a Kings Four game. I was there for that. I watched you get teed up when you played the late great Ben Moore in Minchville. That, that referee, was Ben's fault. Well, that referee shouldn't have given you a tee. That was one time I'll defend you. You probably should have got uh, probably seven or eight other tees you never got, but that one you didn't deserve right off the I tip. think in my 30 years of high school coaching, I think I've made, I'm going to say a dozen. Oh. Never, never been tossed, never had back to back. Um, now that doesn't count the ones because I had one this year where we didn't have the correct number in the book. Oh, well, that's a bad job by you. Yeah, well, that manager is no longer with us. Oh, blame it on the manager. Everybody's accountable in my program. What's Everybody's wrong with the, the snazzy Coach Young with all them suits? Why didn't you check that? Well, you were getting, you know, all snazzy there. You could have spent like 25 seconds to look over the book to make every, sure everything was Everybody right. Everybody has a job in my program. <clears> and if you don't do your job and we have checks and balances, then we have to, um, there has to be penalties. Yeah. And, um, that manager, no, I did not get rid of them because they're, she's too good. She's she's really good. She made a mistake. and um, I think it was you making a mistake, not checking the book. Well, I do have a question. Have you thought about, like, your your first time if you were to get ejected? Like, are you going to have, like, a like a move, like well, a finishing move? Bob Knight? <laughs> well, you remember you remember the the late, great Ron Johnson of the Norfolk Tides. He always had the uh, the hat throw. Oh, yeah, he Whenever did he that. got ejected, he threw his hat. And, mm-hmm. and we I remember having him on, uh, you know, back in the day when I was uh, on the Nick Cattle show. And we had asked him, like, where did that come from? And he, I think he, if I remember correctly, he just said he did it the first time and it just felt right. And the fans really reacted to it. And so every time he got ejected, he would throw that hat into yeah. the stands. Have you have you thought about that, Coach, about something that you would do if you were to get ejected besides kicking a uh, medical box? No. Um what about uh, Philip Wellman, the guy that remember he was the uh, the Richmond baseball team or the Braves minor league team? He, he, oh, that, that manager, that was great. That is the greatest. The best. That is the greatest. I every time to time I'll pull that up to watch it. It is. I thought it was Mark Stufel in his older years. I told him that would be him if he wouldn't have stopped coaching, managing baseball. Um, now I never I never talk think about ejections and getting. I, I'm not one who tries to get a technical. I'm not one who thinks that's a good thing to do. And I pride myself on trying to be under control. I want my players under control. So that's never, that's of all the basketball thoughts in my head, that's never came in. Okay, if I get ejected, I know right now if I get ejected, I'm in trouble with my principal big time. Uh, you know, Virginia high school, high school coaches, it, it, pros in college is a little different. But high school, you get ejected. It's, it's in many places, it can cost you your job. And, and I value my situation too much. So, no, I don't look at it. And really, I don't think it should get to that, has to really get to that level. I think if you develop the right rapport with officials and and know that you how to handle the situations. Yeah, we, we're human human beings and, and we'll have emotion. And if you referees understand that and and I understand they have a job to do, too. So I don't see that happening. And if I did, I guess I'd have to leave. Now, I will say this oh. before Mark Butts calls. In a summer league game, summer oh, league game. I remember game. this. Yeah, you did get ejected. That's right. Call right. So there was an ejection. Yeah, there was. That's and, right. I was there for that. Yeah. That, Boo Williams, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it Boo Williams. That's right. I remember that. I'm playing Mark Butts. He's running up to score on me like crazy. We're losing by <laughs> oh, no. 30. He wasn't running up to score. And, and there was a situation in the game. Now, the referees were being supervised. 
By the um, way, Mark Butts is a Hall of Famer, Virginia Wesleyan Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. He's, and no, he's in the first Colonial Hall of Fame. Oh, he's the best. He's yeah. one of the most highest character guys in the world. Yeah. But, by the way, he was running the score up me on this one it's summer not, league game. That's not true. And there was a situation where our his kid goes in to score. And ball goes through the basket. We inbound the ball. We take a dribble. Referee blows a whistle. I thought, oh, my God, we must have traveled with the doggone ball. He comes over and says, I got a foul on red, our team, 15, baskets good and one. I said, excuse me, sir, excuse me. What What did you just call? Sir, uh, coach, we have a foul on number 15, your team, baskets good. I said, that happened nine minutes ago. We just took a dribble up to court. What, what call are you? Coach, you have to understand, we have to see you play the whole way through before we make a final call. I said, before you make a final call. What is it, soccer? I'm just, this is what happened. And I said, before you make a final call, I said, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my world, in life. The ball already went through the basket. We took a dribble. There is no C to play all the way through. I said, and far as calls go, you can make a call and get yourself, have somebody, an Uber, somebody come and get you out of here. <laughs> so I got a tech. The Ed Young sarcasm came right So through. he says to me, sir, you got a technical and you will sit down. I said, oh, you will sit down. I said, let me tell you two things. That was number the second one, mistake he made. Number one, I'm not sitting down. And number two, I like to see somebody have me sit down. <laughs> so he texts me again. So you sir, you me. have to now leave. I said, no, no. If anybody's leaving, it'll be you. I ain't going nowhere. So he got upset, and the other referee comes over, and I said, this buffoon here made a call. Now, that was two, the clean version buffoon, right? right? Okay. Two, sure. No, I didn't cuss him. Two oh, minutes okay. after the, the play was inbound, what was your situation, Coach? I, I'm not involved. I said, how can you not be involved when your referee is a tandem out here? Okay, you should step in and tell them the play was done. Buck is good. Hey, they're up 30. Let's get out of here. It's summer league. It's 92 degrees. Let's get out of here. So anyways, I don't leave. The referee says, if you don't leave, we are. I said, I've been asking that for the last five minutes. So they leave, and I go to Mark. Hey, Mark, you want to help me referee the game? Mark puts his head down. No, coach, I can't go out there and referee. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to referee if you don't mind. Now, I got slides on. I got shorts on. Oh, boy. I'm out there refereeing the ball game. Here comes Boo Williams. Boo comes across the court. What, what, is, what is going on here? Ed, what are you doing? I said, I'm refereeing. And then he goes over and talks to Mark. And then he said, guess, no, 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 hey, you can't do this. No, right. no, no, you can't do this. So no, he no. talks to Mark. I guess Mark gave him the update. He comes back on the floor, coach, 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 and we can't do this. So the game's over. But the end of the story is very simple. Um, one of our supervisory officials, Duke Etzel, very good, fine college official Duke, yeah. with the ACC and some other leagues. He was one of the supervisors of the thing. He comes down and tells him, I look at him, I said, Duke, I apologize, man. I didn't mean to make a farce, but that guy rubbed me the wrong way, and his explanation was ridiculous. He said, Ed, you're 100% right. Now, I'm not sure about how you handled it if you're right, but that's you. But I let the referees, I admonished both of them. They, they made a major mistake in that situation. That should have been a no call and done with. Um, and they should not have checked you, should not have checked you. Don't know what you exactly said. And, of course, I made a comment. Sure, I shouldn't have been teched. Yeah, yeah, that, first that, one, that first one, I don't know. You were a little sarcastic and smart-alecky. But, you, you might but that was one. the only time I've been ejected in my life, but that was not a regular season game. It's still an ejection. Game. Well, since we totally went through this first segment with the, without the scoreboard, we'll save it for the next hour. We'll just make some adjustments here on the fly, in-game adjustments like Ed has done for so many years. By the way, we'll be speaking with a guy who's responsible in part for 196 of those 495 wins for Ed, and that was when he was his assistant for like, I think it was, what, uh, 10, 12 years, and he's now the head coach at Western Branch where he's won his fair share of games 
uh, probably about 150 or so, and he made a couple state tournament appearances. That's Paul Hall. He'll be joining us in the next segment to talk about the Bruins Classic going on today at Western Branch High School, in which you can see Paul's Western Branch team take on, I believe it's Woodbridge, and Ed's playing Franklin today as the Broncos try to say, let's ride. Not in football, but in basketball. And uh, before we take a break, though, the phone lines are open at 757-687-9494. Do we still have Keith and Claremont on the line? We say good morning and a happy new year to Keith, who is probably still partying and celebrating from Smithfield's big win on Wednesday night over the Grafton Clippers. Happy new year, Keith. Hi, happy new year. How, how you doing? Hey, young. How you doing this morning? I'm fine. Happy new year to you, Keith. You had a good holiday? Yeah, I had a good one. I'm leaving tomorrow, going to D.C. tomorrow. D.C.? What are you going there for, if we can ask? Dallas and Washington tomorrow. Oh, you're going to watch that game, which has no significance to it anymore. Although you can see Sam Howell play, I guess, the quarterback out of UNC for the uh, Commanders. Maybe Ron Rivera's last game, too, if they decide to give him the axe. Yes, it's going to be a tough one for them guys, man. It uh, will be. They could have they won last week. I don't, I, I don't, this is just how. Taylor Heineken the game last week. It's just about him last week. Uh, Taylor Heineke out of ODU, who I see, by the way, a nice little picture here in the studio. I don't know. Did someone draw that? It's a pretty cool picture of Heineke sitting to my right here. Maybe we'll, we'll split it out for our social media audience. It's pretty neat. But, uh, you know, Carson Wentz has not been good. And I will say this, not to defend or bash either one of them, the, uh, the game that they had their chances was the Sunday night game against the Giants. That was their, their golden opportunity, and they did not seize the moment. The Giants, who I think are of less talent than them, and Brian Dable would get my vote for coach of the year. I thought he did a better job uh, than Ron Rivera down the stretch, and then a lot of coaches for that matter. I, I mean, they, they, the first meeting was a tie, and then they beat him in Washington the second meeting. So, you know, you look back at it, and those, those are going to be the moments that they rue besides the uh, awful performance last week against the Brownies. Yeah, and also, two things I get up there. Um, um, the Smithfield Packers, they're on the road right now. You think they can get a shot to win the state this year in basketball? I think they're good, but to win the state, and this is no knock to Chris Brown and his team that has done a nice job, I think it's going to be mighty hard because you still have Kings Fork and Verina in Class 4, and I don't see them beating either one of them. Kings Fork, by the way, is in New Orleans playing an event tournament this week. Verina just beat Holland Springs last night, the defending Class 5 state champs, and I think those two are head and shoulders above the rest of the whole field in Class 4. Then you got another team, West Armamar. Western Armour is good, and so is EC Glass, Keith. We've got, uh, they've got both of those teams, third and fourth in the state. And Glass split two games with Spotswood. It was a really strong Class Three program. So I think that might be your final four, Kings Fork, Verina, Western Almarl, and EC Glass. And I would be stunned if someone other than those four won the state championship. And I'd be very surprised if someone other than two of those four play in the state championship in uh, March at VCU when probably you'll hear Ed and I call the game on the NFHS Network. I got a question for Ed Young. Go ahead. I'm here. Um, uh, you get a scout on the, the Franklin Broncos. Yeah, give the scout on the air I'm, so Rob Cutchins can make his adjustments now. Go ahead, Ed. Up close and personal, <laughs> Keith. I was there in the tournament when they played Windsor, and um, they made me nervous. I think they have the best front line um, that I've seen, including the power teams around here. Whoa, whoa better than Kings Forks? I think uh, – I. <laughs> That's strong to say. I don't know if I agree it, with you on that. You they're, know what? they're good, though. They're better than an ordinary Class 1 team. I'll give you they're that. not better than Kings Fork overall. Their front line, though, ha- has a lot of momentum to it. Yeah. They come downhill all the way. They, they they grab rebounds. They have a couple guys, double-doubles and, and rebounds. Keith, for us to beat them today, we're going to have a whole lot of things have to go right and hope that they play one of their um, not-so-good games. Their first six guys – I made this statement to somebody the other day, and they thought I was an idiot, which a lot of people do. They, I, right, I can tell you right now, in our conference district, Southeastern District, because I don't want to badmouth somebody else's, they would compete 
very, very well. Were they nine and one this year? I think they're nine and one. Nine and one. They won last night. Yeah, they blew out Central Lunenburg. They're a good team, and we've got them in our class one top ten on Virginia preps. I think sixth or seventh in the last poll. So they're good. Keith, no, good Keith, enjoy, no, I'm going to put you on a spot. If you were at the game, who would you root for? Your Uh-oh. Franklin Broncos. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, it, it, I got to flip the coin on that. Oh, flip the coin. That's well, a good answer. Flip the coin. And here's what we'll do to you. Where's the heads, dump button? Heads root against Ed Young. Tails root against Ed Young. There you go. I see. Matter of fact, um, I, I watch an NFL Network. I see Franklin. They got some. They got some. They got some tall trees up top and some some height. They do have uh, some tall trees. That's yeah. not. That's not they, all they I, have. I but think, that's big. I, I think you will match up with them. I, I think you got some uh, a tall board that you can match up with them. It's gonna be a no. good game. I think it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a bomb burner. Barn burner. Uh, their All front right. line 6'4 across the front line. My tallest guy in a team that we play a lot is 6'2. I hope, I hope y'all pull it off. I, I, think y'all I appreciate that, Keith. You, you have a right to uh, root for whoever you want to. And if it's Franklin, I understand that um, <clears throat> you enjoy your trip to uh, D.C. Be, be careful. Yes, sir. And y'all have a nice weekend. You too. That's not right. only Keith from Claremont, sometimes Smithfield, occasionally Surrey. and all He's all over the place. Yep. Now he's Keith, D.C. Keith. All right. We'll save some of the scores for the next hour. So some of you wanting to know scores, you gotta, we gotta, we're going to make you wait around until 11 o'clock hour for that. But when we come back, we'll be talking with Paul Hall, former JV coach with Ed at Nance River. He's the head boys basketball coach of the Western Branch Bruins. They have the Bruins Classic going on today over there in Chesapeake. He'll give the lowdown on that and more when we come back here on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Rocking out with you here in 2023. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call it. 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. Matt Hatfield here with you. Coach Ed Young with me in the studio as well. A.J. Risser, other side of the glass, where Ed also is. And I think we have on the line... The head boys basketball coach of the Western Branch Bruins, who coming into this year, 124 and 58 overall in eight years at the helm with three state tournament final four trips. And they've got the Western Branch Bruins Classic today. And you can follow Western Branch basketball on Twitter at basketballwbhs. I'm sure they'll have updates for you throughout the day and all kinds of photos and neat links to check out. Uh, Paul Hall with us. Uh, Happy New Year, coach. Good morning. How you been? I'm pretty good, man. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, my keys have been found, so I'm better there. But uh, let's talk about this Bruins <laughs> Classic going on today at uh, Western Branch High. Now, what year is this for you all doing it? Because I know the COVID pandemic and things you kind of was clunky for all kinds of events and showcases, but you've been doing it for a while now. Yeah, we've done it every year that I've been there except for the COVID year. So okay. this is maybe year eight. Okay. Um, it wasn't in such a grand scale my first couple of years, and then we kind of uh, ramped it up a little bit the last few years, and it's been going well. Been getting a lot of positive feedback, a lot of good teams coming in. Um, gave it more of a local flavor this year. Um, a lot more local matchups this year than than uh, you know bringing teams in the past. The only thing about bringing teams in from from out of the area sometimes you get caught into the weather. Uh, so we kind of stuck with a local field this year. Yeah, very true. So uh, give the uh, audience out there the particulars as far as how many games, tickets, how they can get them, because I know in the last couple of years here there have been tickets available just at the door, online, or just online, or a combination of both, and all the info they need to know. Well, we did our JV Classic um, early in December, and we, we used GoFan. Something happened with GoFan, though. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, they, they said it was sold out or whatever happened, so... 
Uh, you can get your ticket on GoFan, but if if something happens with that, we will take cash at the door okay. uh, because we're not going to turn anyone away unless we sell out. But uh, they, we just had an issue with the GoFan uh, last time. But so so if they have the GoFan, fine. If not, cash will be taken at the door. Uh, we got some great matchups today. Actually, what one that's not on the flyer that we just added, our JV team is going to take on Churchland's JV uh, in about 30 minutes at 11 a.m. Uh, after that, we have a very good uh, deep run team out of Richmond coming in to take uh, take on Great Bridge, uh, Coach Bigsby team. They're looking uh, pretty good this year. They got the uh, uh, the Brown kid who, who's excellent. Um, then in our next game, we have a Norcom. I see Norcom and Deep Creek, and uh, you know, Norcom has a good young prospect. And uh, Deep Creek, I just saw those guys last night. They took on Lakeland. After Deep Creek, um, then we have uh, Nansen River and Franklin. And then after that game, you have uh, Art. We're playing early uh, against Woodbridge, and one of the reasons we're playing so early is because, you know, we, Woodbridge didn't want to get here and then play late and have to drive back late. So we're kind of a midday, uh, you know, for everybody to come see us early in the day. Then after that, you have Churchland and Grassfield. And then our headline matchup would be uh, Phoebus against uh, Coach Rick uh, and, and Norview. So that should be a pretty good matchup as well. Yeah, Norview got a good win last night over Churchland. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, and we're talking with the head boys basketball coach of the Western Branch Bruins, Paul Hall, with us here. they got the Bruin Classic going on today at Western Branch High in Chesapeake. It is ESPN Radio 94.1, Ed. So, Paul, um, appreciate you letting us get back in there again. Um, and with Franklin, a lot of people don't really know a whole lot about Franklin. I saw him play last week live, and uh, they're pretty good. they got a very big front line, and it's a very active front line, a uh, very quick point guard who runs the show really well, and an and athlete, uh, Bailey, uh, number three, six, four, lanky kid on the wing who could take it to the hole or shoot it. Uh, some people who, who don't know about Franklin, you're going to see him today. They're pretty good. Well, as you know, both of us, you and I both go back to those single-A days. I was at Windsor, U.S. Suffolk High, so we know Franklin has always been a tough out. They, they've been traditionally a good program uh, for, for many, many years. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting a better matchup than people may think if they don't know about Franklin. I think they're, what, 8-1, maybe 8-1, 9-1, and you guys are 7-1. and one, So it should be a pretty good matchup, better matchup than people may think. Yeah, I just hope we do our part because we haven't played since the 22nd December. And it's looked like in our practice the other day I, I had to um, bring back the younger Ed Young. Uh, we went off. We put the balls away in practice after about six minutes, and it was not pretty. And um, I think I think I got their attention, but I, I don't know until we show up today and, and what we got to do. Franklin is it worries me because they have a lot of firepower and they've been winning games with ease. And, you know, I – and I'll say this now because I got the microphone in front of me. I've heard already people say, well, Coach, you know, you're playing a couple of uh, single-A schools. What are you doing? Well, I'm playing a couple of single-A schools that are pretty good. They need the games, no problem. I, I, I've got to compete with who I can compete against. Number one, in our, in our region, you get three points for a win, zero points for a loss. That's it. There's no calculations. There's no incentive to play up so to speak. So I'm going to play that, which is presented in front of me, those that want to play. And if I think it's a game, it's a, it's game. Northampton and Andua also ranked lower uh, level teams that were ranked and gave us fits. And Franklin will be in that same mold. So for those people who can't say it to my face about my schedule, let me say to you that um, we play who, who's necessary to play and we'll go from there. And 
you know, I'm just glad we don't have to play Western Branch right now, but unfortunately we got to play Western Branch. I think it's next Friday. So Next Friday, next Friday. So, And I always kid with Paul, instead of, you know, just send me your scouting report, and he always says to me, Coach, you already have it. It's a lot of things we did when I was with you, and I'm saying, yeah, but when, when you were with me, I just made stuff up on the fly. I can't remember what the heck we did. So I need your scouting report. Send that to me so I won't have to stay t- the whole day today and watch you play. Now, is that game at Western Branch or at Nansman next Friday? At First Western game Branch. is at Western Branch. Yeah, we're at Western So, Paul, you will be responsible for Ed coming in in a grouchy mood if you beat him uh, next Friday when he comes into the show next Saturday. If, if he's in a grouchy mood, you'll be the one we can blame well, him for. I, we've only beaten – Paul at Western Branch last year was once first or time. twice. Yeah, I think it was his first time since he's been there. So he has our numbers. So, uh, uh, but I've got two. I've got Franklin and Lakeland to, to worry about before Western Branch. So I don't need to sweat down there. But I do want to say, Paul, I, something just came back to my mind with these two guys in here. Will you please let them know you were with me? What eight, nine, ten years? Have Long I ever? Have, I, I was twelve years. Twelve years. Good. Have I? Was I ever ejected? Did I ever get two technicals in a game? No. There you go. Rest my case. Well, Paul, you deserve you a gold the star. A times, and kicked the locker a couple of times. There you you go. Uh, probably threw a couple of kids uh, back in the locker room when they weren't playing well, but you never got ejected. Broke, I broke three clipboards. <laughs> broke um, body parts. I, I lost two jackets when I threw them in the stands. That was the, that was the younger, crazier Ed Young. That's why Paul was with me, because he's the most calmest guy on the bench. The, it, it, the opponents can go on a 20-0 run, and Paul is very calm. Well, you deserve a gold <laughs> star for being year. with Ed for 12 years. He's a not this year. Well, not speaking, year, speaking of which, not let's get the update year. on how the Bruins are doing this year. Uh, sort of the rundown of your team and some key players to watch out for. I know uh, Ellis Wright's been having a good year for your shooting the basketball. Yeah, Ellis uh, is starting to pick it up a little bit. Um, he he just he just doesn't understand. He has to work hard all the time. He you know, coach, I had a good game. Okay, well now have another good game. They they just don't. I don't know if it's just him or this whole generation. They don't understand the con- the consistency that it takes to get you know on on top. You know they they don't understand that you have to constantly practice hard. You have to constantly play hard. They want to have a good practice and then suck the next two practices and then wonder why we don't win our next game. So. I'm trying to get these guys off of this roller coaster ride because we'll win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. Now, you know, I talked to Mark Ragsdale uh, last week, and, and I told him that we've lost, but hey, we haven't lost any chumps now. We lost to, uh, you know, Kings Fork, who's pretty good, uh, 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 Patriot, who's very good, yeah. and, and then we lost to Walt Whitman, who's like the second ranked team up in Maryland. So those are the a loss of, along with Curry Tuck, and that was the first game we had guys out with the flu, but you know, we lost those games. Um, and then our three wins were, you know, we beat Deep Creek, we beat uh, uh, Bayside, and we beat a team called Linganore out of, out of Maryland. So we're three and four right now. But, you know, our record could be a little deceiving. Um, and and I, like I also told, um, you know, uh, Ragsdale, I got 15 guys on the roster. I have yet to dress 15 guys for a game or have all 15 guys in practice. I got two guys out run right now, one with a fractured foot, one with a fractured finger. I got a couple of kids that came from football that's still nursing some injuries. Um, so, so you know, we, we've we been doing it, uh, you know, but uh, it, it's kind of been piecing things together. I started a different lineup for the, for the past seven games, so we're still working on trying to figure out a good rotation uh, just because we've had guys in and out. So we're looking to kind of pick our – pick steam up as we get into uh, a district play and as we head into the end of January and February. 
couple of minutes here with Paul Hall. He's the head basketball coach of the Western Branch Bruins. They have the Bruin Classic going on today, wall-to-wall hoops. So if you want to see some high school hoops, no better place to go than there. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1, Ed. Paul, you, you're playing Woodbridge today. What you Can you give us any lowdown, anything on Woodbridge, what they bring to the table? I've seen them once. Um, they, have a, they have pretty good guard play. Um, I know they, they played Princess Anne earlier. Uh, I think Princess Anne got them, but I believe they are – I don't know if they won last night. They were 5-3, and three, so they could be 6-3 and three or they could be 5-4. and four. It depends on if they won last night. I, I, I'm not sure. But Coach, Coach Kofa, Corey Kofa, he always has uh, tough teams. They like to press. Uh, they like to get them down the floor. They, they, they're known for their man-to-man defense. So uh, we're going to have to be ready to play. And, again, it's another uh, 6A team. Um, we, we try to play 5 or 6A because – you know, our, our, the way our region do it is a little different. You got to have quality wins. You can't just, you know, you can't, a win is not just a win at, at, with our stuff. Exactly. You have to play exactly. five or six. A couple of years back, we lost some games and actually got knocked out of the playoffs because, you know, we had some losses to, to, to a couple of private schools. We lost to Catholic. We lost to Life Christian. And that kind of bumped another team up that didn't have a record as good as ours, but their points were better than ours. So it's, it's just, it needs to be some consistency across the board as far as the way they do it, but it's not. So. Now, I totally agree with you on that. Now, are, are you sure that's the case? Because I was told by another 6A coach that they changed it and it went to like what Ed's region is in 5B and 5A, which I totally agree with Ed's premise, unless you have a team that is loaded with, you know, and he's had some, you were part of the staff when you've, you guys have had some some great players, the Andre Joneses, the Nick Wrights, the Quentin McDuffies, the Mark Browns, the Shannon Evanses, the Donchell Brights, and so on and so forth. Uh, you just want to get games that are winnable, you know, competitive games to get you in rather than playing some of the John Marshalls of the world, if you will. Um, but I'm understanding from what I've heard that 6A is just you get three points for a win, none, none for a loss. So you're telling me it is weighted by what division and strength of schedule almost in a way is what, is what, you, what you hear. Man, I may be wrong. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so you're not it, even it sure, changes. which is which goes to our whole changes. point that this always changes, and even the coaches are yeah, not totally. Like it, it cons- changes week to week, day to day. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I just try to win every game. I try, right. try to win every game we schedule. Well, and if you go with that method, we get as many wins as you can, regardless. Then it, it should benefit you. Um, although you would you would think I think both of you guys agree that this, there needs to be consistency. We can't have six A doing one thing and six B doing another, and five A and five B doing one thing and five C and five D. It doesn't make much much sense to me. No, it doesn't. No, right. no. Paul, in your, in your region, six A. How many you take for two regions? Eight. I that I, I, that I don't know either. I mean, um, <laughs> last year I think we took six. Yeah. I think we took six last year because we we were on the outside looking in. Um, I'm not sure how many they're taking this year. I, I haven't gotten that yet from my AD, now, see, so that's something we need to look at. I thought we were the only region in the state that takes six. If I'm not mistaken, I, I thought everybody took eight. Some teams take te- some regions took ten, and one region takes twelve. But you got to remember, Ed Paul's in Western Branch is in a region that's very strange. You know, you have obviously locals like Western Branch, Lanstown, Oscar Smith, and Grassville. But then it's also split into you have Richmond portion with James right. River, Manchester. Manchester won the region a season ago, and they're a perfect Thomas eleven and zero. Thomasdale, Cosby, yeah. Franklin County out west, Frank who's played County. your football team in the first round in the playoffs the last two years. They've had to come to Western Branch in the first round on a weeknight uh, last couple so, of years. So their region. Their region, they send one that's kind of let's say seven five seven region, and then they send from the other. Potentially, if they if they wow. if they bracket it that way, and sometimes Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, they've no, done it. Sometimes they, they haven't, they right? Cross bracket. They cross they, bracket. Okay. I, see, one time what it was was we played, and then they played, and then you ended up with you know our Q 
two against their two in, in, in the four. And then it went, I think last year they, because I know Smith played Manchester, Lansdowne played uh, Cosby. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Um, and then before that it was, uh, I, I can't remember, man. It's, they, it's it's changed each year, so I'm, I'm not it's sure. Too much inconsistency, it. that's all there is. Yeah, I think this past year, I know it was Lansdowne went up to James River, Manchester beat Oscar Smith, and I think yeah, Manchester beat James, James River. River. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's yeah. what happens. And you're right, it's so screwy, it's hard to keep up with. One thing we can keep up with is the Western Branch Bruin Classic today. Uh, again, one more time, tell the folks, ticket price and uh, how many games and what they can see when they're going over there today. Ticket price is $15. Um, there's games starting at 11 o'clock, and then the final game is around 8 o'clock. Um, now, there is a little different this year as far as where you enter. Uh, in the past, you entered by the football stadium. Now we're entering on uh, the, the, the Terry lot in where, where the uh, school buses are um, out near the primary school and, and the, uh, the uh, intermediate school. So it's, it's on that side. You can't come in by the bus ramp anymore. You got to go around the building uh, to where the school buses are and, and the uh, intermediate school is. You come in and park in that lot now. Okay, gotcha. So good to know if you're going out there today at Western Branch, different location to enter. Well, uh, all the best to you and your squad today. Uh, we'll be over there probably later after I do some ODU women's hoops, and uh, have a good one. Oh, yeah, I got you guys down. You and Jimmy, so all you got to do is come in and give them your name, and, Perfect. and you're, you're all set. Hey, Appreciate Paul, it, my Paul, make sure they leave my name at the door. I know them Broom fans <laughs> can be brutal to me. All right, we got you, we got you. Thank you, Coach. That is Paul Hall, the uh, head boys basketball coach at Western Branch. They have the uh, Bruin Classic going on today over in Chesapeake with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio 94.1. So going out there and check out some basketball. You can see Ed's team in action. You can see uh, Western Branch. You can see Norview, uh, Phoebus. You can see Grassfield. You can see Church on a whole bunch of teams today as the uh, high school hoop showcases Get rolling out here, Ed, and in a month from uh, now, we'll have our Virginia Preps Classic over at Virginia Wesleyan, which is being finalized. Uh, all first, the first Saturday in February? It's going to be February the 4th. We hope to be out there for the show that day. So, yeah, it'll be our, I think it's our 14th annual. We've been doing it a long time. Almost uh, as long yeah. as I've been alive. Well, not quite that long. I know. But. You don't want me to say nothing about it because I've jinxed you the yeah. last night. AJ, years. if he starts talking about snow and weather when he declares it will not snow every time we get a blizzard. So, cut his mic off and cut his nose off as far as I'm concerned. Jeez. All right, we'll come back. Are we joined by Phil Darius Payne next? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I got to get. Uh, we got to give him a call and yeah. uh, the, the bring the pain. Is L- coming on linebacker from Virginia Tech. He was at Nebraska previously. Is that right? You got it. Okay, it's coming up next here on Ed Young's favorite radio station, ESPN Radio ninety four point one. This is seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio ninety four point one. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1, brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you call 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. With the coach, Ed Young, I am Matt Hatfield, and Ed, we're pleased to be joined by a special guest. He made a lot of noise at Nans River High School in Suffolk on the gridiron, went to Lackawanna Junior College, then was playing for the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the Big Ten and now a member of the Virginia Tech Hokies. And there's all kinds of Hokies fans throughout the Commonwealth. Linebacker for Vatech, Phil Darius Payne, a.k.a. the Payne Train, joining us this morning. Phil Darius, how you doing out there? I'm doing good, uh, Mr. Hatfield. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. You don't have to call me Mr. Hatfield, but that's very kind and proper of you, I guess. But uh, tell us how life is uh, going for you as far as uh, in Blacksburg and Virginia Tech. I know you're excited to get back on the gridiron and uh, get things turned around there for the Hokies. Um, things in Blacksburg been going well for me. 
Um, this past season, I had an unfortunate injury towards June. But like you said, I am excited to get back on the gridiron and turn this program around. Got some good people to do it with, great coaches. Happy that they are um, building this program right. Now you're listening. Yeah, absolutely. You're listed at linebacker. If I'm not mistaken, you were initially a defensive lineman, so you've converted on the defensive side of the ball. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. But I, um, in Nebraska, uh, I was playing like outside linebacker, dropping a little bit. So some of my film is like linebacker, outside linebacker, but I believe I'm going back to defensive end. Okay. You just want to get after the quarterback, whether you're playing DN or outside backer. Just hit as many people as you can and get there as quick as you can. Is that pretty much the mindset? Yes, yeah, that's the goal. Get back there and touch the quarterback. Before I kick it over to Ed, give me the uh, guys you watch on Sundays when you when you're flipping around or you're watching Red Zone in the NFL. Who are the who are the pass rushers you enjoy most? I mean, everybody says Micah Parsons now. There, are you a Parsons guy, or you got a couple others that uh, are your favorites? Oh, uh, I love Parsons, but um, growing up, I grew up off. Um, I forgot what his name. He played for Florida. He was a DN. That was perfect. Good job. Um, but. I watched Vaughn Miller, Miles Garrett. Oh, what is the? I wish I could remember the DM from Florida. The DM from Florida name. Well, they've had a bunch. They've had Jarvis Moss. They've had AJ Brown. They've had Dante Fowler. Dante, Dante Fowler. Fowler. Okay, remember him? Yes, yeah, he's one of those guys that people don't give the credit to, but great motor, great pass rusher. Because at the end of the day, most of the time, the first move don't work. It's all about motor. I, Fidaris, Coach Young here, my man. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. How you doing, Coach Young? I, I'm good. I'm done? good. Um, now, before we get talking, I, I want we got to get set these two guys straight. They think I have have multiple technical fouls, been ejecting a lot of oh, games. Lord. He played Fidaris, basketball for you, right? Yes, he did. Oh, geez. Fidaris, tell these two gentlemen and, oh, and the crowds that's listening how calm of a coach I am. <laughs> well. I'm not gonna tell a story. You're not gonna call a story but I think we want to hear this story. Yeah, but you don't, you don't get many texts. But I think it was a few times where I thought it was it was gonna be over for the refs. Oh, give us a story. You got to have a good one that you can tell it's clean. Come on. I don't have one on the top of my head. I just remember in the, on the summer leagues, he used to be coming, call, but leaving. I think it was one time a heritage. We used to play in the Heritage League. He almost lost. I forgot what game it was. See, even my own player, and he, yeah, and he can say whatever he right. wants now. It he seems like the summer league. You have a lot of anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't defend. You didn't, he didn't really defend you much there, and he has a lot of anger in the summertime. He has. Like, I guess he's not going to the beach enough, Feldarius. He's, right? he's a winter guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to the beach enough. Not enjoying the summers enough. It's too many rookie. Too many rookie. Um, um, and I don't want to take from Fidarius' thunder here, but it's too many rookie referees. And plus, some of the f- veteran officials told me to give them the business. That's an underlying story nobody knows. They said, Coach, you, you're pretty good at giving, getting on guys. Make sure you get on this guy. He needs. We want to see how he's going to handle pressure. So that's the untold story. But anyways, Fidarius, let's get into your situation. Now, you, when you left Nazar River, you go to a place called Lackawanna Junior College up there in the, the Coal Hills of Pennsylvania. All right? It, tell our crowd, our, our audience, what that experience was like playing um, Juco ball for two years. Um, that experience was it was probably what I needed. Like the practice field was around a mile and a half away. Not many guys had cars up at JUCO because we all around freshmen, sophomores. So we had to walk to um, we had we had to walk a mile and a half to practice, 
in of course junior college the food wasn't good so my parents would give me like give me money and me and my friends the closest thing was like mcdonald's sonic wendy's and those was a mountain to have too so after dinner we'll walk a mountain to have uh coach duda uh love him to death he got me way stronger in the weight room because coach young i was people strong but i was never weight strong and just being in that weight room and being in that environment because really all boys in classes oh uh, it's just really just focusing no distractions and then my parents um i remember going off and the first thing my mom said was we take this risk you got to go all in can't be slacking and i'm forever thankful for that well the one thing there it, it, and for those who don't know for there he's a very humble young man uh never braggadocious and and never um pointing fingers it was always about he sir i can do better and when he called you mr hatfield matt that's him that's not a that's not a front that's what he's like and and with Federis, it humbled you i know when i spoke to you way back it was it was eye-opening it was humbling to you there were times you wanted to come home but you got through it and then all of a sudden here comes nebraska now if i'm not mistaken you made a commitment at first to north carolina state university switched it to nebraska am i right yes sir i was committed to nc state at first Okay, so now you make it, you, you change your mind, which is not wrong and very, very commonplace nowadays anyways with young people. That's that's not a, a hit against anybody. And now you go to Nebraska. What drew you to Nebraska? Um, really the culture. Uh, Coach Tuioti, but now he coaches at Oregon. He's one of the um, best D-linemen coach I've ever been around. But um, when I went out there, I probably wasn't the uh, – well, I was bigger, but then I got COVID. I lost a lot of weight, and that's when they um, started putting me an outside linebacker, and I started covering more. And the Nebraska culture is like, y'all know that um, most people wasn't alive, especially around my age, to see the winning years. Like we was talking about yesterday, Coach John. Like, they was Alabama at one point, like the 90s. Like, they were – they wasn't yes. missing. Yes, they were top – they were 10, 11 wins a year. Yes. Yeah, so when I went out there and I seen that and the hospitality out there and even the coming from junior college to meal prep and um, to know the academic side over there, they really helped me. I, I was in study hall. Coach John, though, I wasn't the best in school. So I was in study hall from around – I was in study hall all day, really. Wow. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. And, number one, you didn't have to walk a mile and a half uh, each way either. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, yeah no, uh, you should have seen it. As soon as you um you enter, it was the weight room right there, the field. Oh, in Lackawanna, we didn't even have a locker room, so a locker room was just a plus. <laughs> so, cause we in Lackawanna, we had to put our pads in our rooms, but you know, sometimes you got to go through stuff to get to the bigger picture. Yes, yes, like, you do. Yes, you do. It, it's humbling. And and you didn't have to eat a lot of McDonald's food in Nebraska, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah, they had steak. Yes, steak around probably two, three times a, a week. And 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 I'm sure those um, Nebraska, uh, uh, how do we say it the right way, alumni type fans and uh, hangers on were pretty pretty generous to you guys. Yes, sir, yeah, definitely were. They were definitely into the program. Uh, helpful. The boosters, the supporters were good. I got you on that one. 
Matt, a couple more minutes with Feldarius Payne, the Virginia Tech Hokies defender who came to Blacksburg from Nebraska, also Lackawanna Junior College, and got to start here in the 757 at Nance River High. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. We'll do some rap, what? Well, not do some rapid fire. We'll do some fact or fiction to see if Feldarius can beat Ed, which we all root for our competition against coaching i got my money on phil here in a minute before we sign off but i got one more before we do that here real quickly uh phil you know basically coach Young hit it with you about you know you, you talked about kevin covid and then there's been all kinds of craziness in college athletics whether it be coaching changes every time you turn around um nil now existing how have you as you know a young man teenager getting into your 20s and growing up here how have you dealt with it all and some of the changes of scenery going from a couple different schools and all the things that are constantly happening in intercollegiate athletics. We hear what the coaches, like Ed says, and the fans, what they think about it. But you as an athlete, how do you handle it all and deal with it? Um, me personally, growing up, especially with my father, it was always a bunch of twists and turns. So I was never one like, uh, it's like, it's done like this. So when it was like coaching changes, COVID, I feel like for me, it was like easily to adjust. Um, I really never had a problem with any of that, but I did see people having problems with like going to class, um, switching from class to online. But like I said, when I had COVID, that probably was the biggest hit because that's when I first got to Nebraska. I was in Nebraska for like a month, and then I got COVID. And I lost around like 20 pounds. I came in at 275, coming to play some D and some D tackle. Next thing I know, I'm at 250. Because of COVID, so they had to move the outside linebacker to the Big Ten. I don't really see no three tech playing 250 against Iowa or Wisconsin week to weekend. So, stuff like that. And um, with the NIL, I think it's a good opportunity for especially the younger classes coming up, but people got to also manage um, NIL and NFL. Because NIL is just now, but everybody needs to um, realize the bigger picture. That short money is good for now, but you want you want that long term, that hard work. It's still still that second get to that second contract. You got to still know keep the main thing the main thing. That's well put. As uh, I think it was Jerry Glanville, one of the NFL coaches, said, "If you think NFL stands for uh, long forever, not for long, but you said NIL is so true. You got to plan for the future and uh, make sure you take care of things properly." Well, uh, Phil Darius, it's been a joy talking with you, and uh, we look forward to what's in store for you in Blacksport with the Hokies. I'm sure we'll get you back on. But before we let you run, you ready to play some fact or fiction and beat Coach Young? Yes, sir. Hold on, I got to give Coach Young a shout out because I didn't find this out till yesterday. Coach Young is 12 games away. From being from winning five hundred games. Well, update. He's actually five. He entered the year twelve away. So you're right. So I guess oh, yeah, whoever gave you that, he was at four eighty eight. He's now at four ninety five. So uh, hopefully you're in town and you can be there for for number five hundred whenever that does happen. And um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people there for that. That'd be neat to see. Yeah. So yeah, I love that because like he he said, I'm humble. He's he's definitely humble. That's a Hall of Famer right there, right beside you now. Uh, in your office right now. Well, I appreciate that. Well, he, he was beside me, but now we, we send him to the studio because you know, I sometimes he just gets on my nerves. I can't deal with him too long. <laughs> so I'm rooting for you, Phil Darius. Don't let me down. You ready to play some fact or fiction and beat him? Yes, yeah, so yeah, I got to beat him. Don't let him get 496 right now. Well, he's going to try to do it later today against Franklin. But anyhow, here we go. And I'll, since you're our guest, we'll let you go first. It's worth one point each, and then we do a two-point bonus question at the end. So you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go. Feldarius Payne out of Nansman River High, a former player of Ed's, who's also dabbled not just in basketball, but football, where he plays with the Hokies now. All right, first question, Feldarius. Fact or fiction? 
Reggie Bush was the first NFL running back to finish a season with 10 or more carries and have negative yards for the year. Is that a fact or a fiction? And Ed, put the phone down. Don't cheat here. Looking it up. Take that phone from him, AJ. I'm, I'm, AJ's looking. He's, <laughs> he's, I'm not even on it. Look at Coach. He's trying to cheat. You said he's fact, researching Feldarius? how to get ejected. Okay. Feldarius says it's a fact. Reggie Bush was the first running back to have more than 10 carries in a season and negative yards. Is that a fact? Do you agree with them, Ed, or do you say fiction? And keep fiction. track of the points here, uh, AJ. Fiction. All right. Ed says fiction. Feldarius says fact. And it is a fact. Reggie Bush in 2016 with the Buffalo Bills had 12 rushes for minus three yards. So look at that. The youngster was taught well. Maybe not so much. He's a running back by the last name of Martin. He played for either Detroit. Well, the first. The, the, the question was the first. It's got to be the first. So point goes to Feldarius. Don't up. argue the question here. All right. Coach Young, you get to go here for number two and we're going to stay in the nfl and you love wrestling don't you ed you love love wrestling wrestling. all right so i want to know fact or fiction junior seau is no longer with us debuted as a professional wrestler in 2004 the former nfl pro bowl linebacker junior seau debuted as a professional wrestler in 2004 is that fact or fiction 1000 percent fiction all right, he says fiction. Phil Darius, do you agree with Coach that it is fiction? Or do you say it's fact? You need the question again? Oh, uh, it's fiction. All right, they both say it is fiction, and it is fiction. So each gets a point there. So a 2-1 lead for Phil Darius. By the way, the answer to that was Brian Erlacher was the guy that did it. It wasn't uh, Junior Sale. All right, so Phil Darius, you're up for the third question, and we want to know, is it fact or fiction that – Harold Red Grange was known as the Galloping Ghost. Fact oh. or fiction? Former oh, man. Chicago Bears running back, Harold Red Grange was known as the Galloping Ghost. Is that fact or fiction? That's going way back. Yeah, I'm about to say, I don't even know who that is, but I'm feeling that that's fiction. All right, he's going to go fiction, Ed. Fact, Harold fact, Red fact, Grange. Fact. I don't need a question, fact. <laughs> I got him. I got the young man on this oh, one. Oh, see, we had to give him an old, an old school question, so he didn't, yeah, he didn't complain in protest. It is true. Harold Grange was known as the Galloping Ghost. So, unfortunately, Ed has tied you up, but we still got three more questions plus the two-point bonus question. And, Coach Young, you're up for the next one. And I want to know, is it fact or fiction, baseball now, Nolan Ryan holds the record for most complete games in an MLB career. Is that a fact or is that ooh, fiction? Oh boy, this one. Oh boy, this one. I Nolan to, Ryan. I, I used to know this. Yeah, that's another one of those sound bites. Say, literally, he said it, and AJ looked at the hotkeys if he pressed the button. I, I mean, funny. it was the same tone and everything. Hey, AJ thought that he hit the classic. button. That was classic. Oh, I wish we had a video for that. I used to know this. There it is. The same thing. All right, Nolan Ryan. So you're stalling, Ed. Give us the answer. Is it fact? Nolan Ryan holds the record, or is it fiction? Absolutely fact. All right, Coach Young says it's fact. Feldarius, this is your chance. Or you this can play fiction. it safe. You're going to go fiction? Yeah, no, I feel like this got to be fiction. All right. Do you know who it is if, if you're that confident or you, you want to wait till I hear who it is? I want to wait. I should give him double points. If he had gotten it right, that would have been double points for Fildarius. It is fiction. So, Ed, you take an L on that one. Cy Young pitched 740. Come on, they call it the Cy Young That's Award. That's my cousin, too. Yeah, my your cousin, cousin Cy. So, what is it now? It's 3-2 to two, Fildarius, AJ? All right, are we in question five now? This is question five. All right, and Phil Darius, you're up first. We're going to go to one of Ed's other favorite sports, and that is hockey. Fact or fiction, Phil Darius, Dick Irvin 
was what? a coach that came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Could you see Coach Young coming off the bench to play a basketball game? I can never see that. Dick Irvin came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Is that fact or fiction? Fiction. I don't think you could do that. That don't sound, that don't sound right. All right. Ed Young, fact. is it fact or it's fiction? Fact. It's a fact. Uh, You're going to say it's, it's a fact. It's, I, it's I know a, it. All right. Believe it or not, they disagree here. And someone did do it. Someone did do it. So does Ed tie him up? No, he doesn't because it wasn't Dick Irvin. It was Lester Patrick, the 44-year-old coach that came off the bench and played goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals back in 1928. Ed, come on, you got to remember that, back in 1928. So Phil takes the lead. Is it 4-2 to two now, AJ? Which means we have the two-point bonus question. Unfortunately, Phil we got to make you go first for this one. You know why? Because otherwise you can just easily win the game. we got to give Ed some type of chance to win here. So we want to know. Is it fact or fiction? Phil Darius, Deion Sanders returned a fumble 66 yards the wrong way for a score. Fact or fiction? Deion Sanders returned a fumble 66 yards the wrong way for a score. The coach of Colorado I now. I've this in the, I believe I've seen this in the video, but I don't know if he scored. He's... Oh, I ain't trying to lose it. Let me see. Fiction. We're going to go with fiction. He's going to go fiction. All right, Ed, do you think it's fact? You can tie Phil Darius and no, not go with the loss. It, it's fiction because it was Jim Marshall. Oh, it was, it was Jim Marshall. Okay. It was Jim Marshall. But Phil Darius did a good job by not falling for debate and taking the Colorado coach. He's going to stay in Blacksburg, folks. So, Phil Darius, you get the win. And Ed did know it was Jim Marshall. But guess what? We'll give him a point, not two. So, you still win the game. So, congratulations for playing today and getting the victory over Coach Young. How can I lose it? Yeah, I had to get one today. I lose to the young guy here who doesn't know anything about Red Grange, Dick Irwin, or anybody. Well, nor did you, for that matter, on Dick Irwin. But anyhow, have a good one, and we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, I, uh, it was nice. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate y'all. We do. We appreciate right, you playing we'll along with our soon. game. That is Phil Darius, the pain train with us here out of Nans River High with the Hokies of Virginia Tech. We're way overdue for a break. We'll come back with some high school hoops interviews and more here on the coach's favorite radio station. What is it, Ed? Oh, come on now. I've been saying it for years, and I hope to say it for a lot more years. ESPN Radio 94.1.